Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Praise the Lord. I hope you got your sermon notes out. I, didn't, I don't think I told you to grab your sermon notes. There's on either table, upstairs or downstairs. Uh, you can run to the table and grab your sermon notes if you don't have them. Um, on the top of those sermon notes is a QR code that if you're new here, uh, we'd love for you to scan that. You can get plugged into our system. Um, what we do is uh, we try not to have a whole lot of time and announcements and stuff. So to get plugged into the database, which I kind of AKA call the kingdom, um, when you get plugged into that, you'll get a text message from me uh, throughout the week. I pray and try to, uh, try to send an encouraging word to you. We communicate different things um, through that database uh, and, and also uh, like our announcements. Um, so I'm just curious, how many of you, if you got a, a text message from the church this morning with announcements, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Okay, cool. Awesome. The system's working. So you can get registered in, like baptism is one of the things that was on there. If you want to get registered for baptism, you can click on that link and get registered. So that, to get into that system and you want to get, get in the know of what's going on here, just go ahead and, and, and click on that or scan that QR code and it'll get you, get you in there. Praise the Lord. Um, so this week, um, actually next week will be the last week that I talk about the kingdom realities. Uh, I'm notorious for like, hey, we're going to do a series on kingdom realities. It's five weeks, and then 15 weeks later, we're still blessed by it. <laughs> so that's kind of what's happened here. And so we've been talking about these kingdom realities, and we're into the faith-activated part. We're into the faith act that faith activates the grace of God, and it goes all the way up the list of what we've talked about. You can look back at some of the other sermons to see exactly what I'm referring to when I say that. But what I want you to hear as we start this, and I do these notes for you. I hate doing notes. I hate doing notes with a passion. I'm a wing it, fling it kind of guy. I, 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 do, I do not like doing notes. I pray and I do these notes so that you have something to take home. Matter of fact, somebody blessed me. I don't want to say who it is, but somebody blessed me this week. They came, and they might even be watching online because they're not able to be here, but they came to meet about a certain thing, and they walked in the door in my office, and they had this binder, and they just said, Pastor John, thank you so much for doing these notes. And I was like, oh, continue. And so as a... As they came in and did they open up the binder and on one side of the binder, like they had a divider in it, one side of the binder, they had all the Sunday morning uh, teachings, like a whole stack of them. And they, and they, they have not been able to come because of different reasons on, on Sunday morning a lot. They come when they can, but because of work and schedules, they've not been able to come. But they still go watch the sermon and they take the notes online. See, some of y'all watching right now, still in your pajamas. Yeah, got that Pop-Tart hanging out your mouth. You don't have no notes downloaded and stuff, you know. You know, oh, but you're still going to church, right? Yeah. You need to do the notes, and bring the notes in, and then, then I'll bless you. <laughs> but they came in. They came in, and they had one side was all this filled out, and then flipped the other side of it was all the Tuesday night, midweek teachings, notes. And we said, thank you so much. This helps me and my husband study the Bible. He said, you are my favorite. <laughs> the rest of y'all, what's wrong with you? So get these notes. 
You're a disciple of the Lord. You're a a disciple of Christ. You should be taking notes. You should be like hearing this personally, receiving it personally, taking it personally, and letting the Holy... See, to the degree, the measure you use, it'll be measured back to you. So to the degree you take serious this word is the degree that the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit will begin to fill in the blanks for you and begin to connect different dots to you, say things between the lines to you. See, a lot of people, oh, I just want a prophetic word. I just want to hear God. But you don't have any study. You don't have any seeking God. And so, so let, like even this first thing, like this first paragraph on your notes, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to make it real personal. You need to hear this from a very personal perspective that God invites, and matter of fact, above us, write me. Because there is the us factor, but there's the me factor. See, me is a part of we. And so God invites me to partner with him in the greatest, largest, most diverse, and most significant victory, circle the word victory, known to man. There is no other, there is no other thing greater, there is no other thing bigger, there is no other thing that, that is more significant in any generation known to man. There is no greater victory or cause than the gospel of the kingdom. Because it's all about the king. It's all about the king. The kingdom is all about the king. And his realities are our realities. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, who is a king. And so this reality of the king and the reality of the kingdom, there is nothing greater to give your life to um, than the kingdom or the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God. And so what I want to talk to you today is about the victory of faith. We talked about how faith is an activator. Faith activates things. And we need a faith that works. It's never faith or works. It's faith that works. And so what, we, what I want you to see is this verse in, in 1 John. And I, I preached on this a little bit on last Tuesday night. But 1 John uh, 5, 4 and 5 right there on your notes. For whatever is born of God overcomes. And that word overcome there in the Greek is nikeo. I'll explain that in a minute overcomes the world. And this is the victory, which is the word Nike or Nike, that has overcome the world, our faith. So what is the victory? Our faith. It's our faith, our faith in the one who brought us the victory. And I'll explain that in a second. So has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So the two words I want to kind of unpack this morning is victory, which is Nike. We say Nike because of, of just, you know, the brand. So it's victory, Nike, and that's a noun. And that noun, victory, means conquest and, and, or it means success. And then you have the word uh, overcome or overcomes, which is the word nikeo, which comes out of the word Nike. Nikeo comes out of the word Nike, but it's a verb. And nikeo, the verb, means I am victorious, I conquer, I prevail, I subdue, and I carry off the victory. Simply put, nikeo is get victory. Look, tell somebody around you, get victory. You know you should be getting victory every day of your life? I don't know what you need victory. I don't know what you need victory 
over. I don't know what you're trying to get victory over, but the victory that you're receiving and unpacking every single day of your life as you live to get victory every day of your life, you are getting a victory that Jesus already gave you. Because a noun is, and, and I might mess this up a little bit, a noun probably embarrass Sarah by doing this because she's so, you know, educated and all that stuff. But a noun is a person, place, or thing. Booyah. Got it. <laughs> Got it. All right. A noun is a person, place, or thing. So we have a person who's higher than any person who went to a place called the cross and did a thing, was crucified, and then was resurrected. And so the noun of victory, the person, place, or thing of victory, the, the, the conquer, the, the success, the victory that Jesus did. He was the person that went to that place and did that thing that nobody else could do. And it's a finished work. So that victory is done. It's done. He is the person, went to the place, and did the thing. And as he did that, now a verb, a verb usually or most often, I don't know exactly how to, how to say this, but a verb operates in, connect, in conjunction, whoo, look at, I'm in English class now, uh, with a noun. And so it describes kind of what the noun did. The verb works with the noun probably most of the time. And so we have the verb nikeo that is actually, a verb is, is you know, the verb is describing what the noun has accomplished. The verb is the, act, the, the action. The verb is, is the doing of it. It's, uh, it's the, the verb is the getting. The noun is, is what you've already gotten, which that just ruined the whole English thing right there. I was doing good. Praise the Lord. So, so the, the point is a verb is like an action. Could be physical, could be mental, could be emotional. An action. It's a... Uh, good. And it's also like a state of being, is what some of the definitions said. It's a state of being. It's a mindset. And so this verb is, is action-oriented. Faith is activating. Faith is action-oriented. What you say, what you think, what you do, what you believe. Faith is action-oriented. You cannot walk in faith and not take action. You cannot walk in faith and be passive. You can be still, but not passive. You can stand, but your standing is not passive. Your standing is a, I'm not retreating. I'm standing on the promises of God. And when I've done all, I stand. So you're standing in this faith and you're, you're standing in this action and this action of Nikeo that I am overcoming. I am presently in the process of getting victory. I am presently prevailing. What are you doing standing there? Prevailing. Well, it doesn't look like, look like you're losing. We'll just keep watching. Clock's still going. It, it ain't, hey, mm -mm. We, we, we ain't losing. This victory is already won. We don't operate for victory. Disciples of Christ, we operate from victory. What the person did at the place and that thing has brought us victory. So no matter what battle you are facing, if you are a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, no matter what battle you are facing, you, are, you already have the victory you're seeking. And so you need to nikeo your Nike. 
You need to think and talk and act. You need to nikeo through faith. What's the victory? Our faith. What's the, what helps us to overcome? What gives us nikeo is faith. Faith give, It's almost like nikeo gives us access to Nike. We have this reality that, that's a present reality. So I'm standing in victory, even though I'm in the middle of a battle. Matter of fact, the word nikeo almost depicts there is a battle. But we battle as a champion because our champion already won the battle. And so we go through things to demonstrate the victory that was already given. So how you go through a struggle, how you go through a battle is key. And if you go through it by faith, you're standing in victory even though you're being whooped on on every side. You stand in victory, and you can't let anything. Listen to me. You can't let anything. You are members of Faith Center. You can't let anything. You can't let anything that somebody says, that somebody does. You can't let any attack in any form knock you off your victory. And even if you die in the battle, You die in faith, which means you die in victory. Your testimony and your heritage is victory. It's victory. It's victory that's in Christ. That's why you submit yourself to him. If you try to go get a victory he did not pay for, you're going to find yourself in temptation and trouble. Don't try to go win something that he didn't already win for you. Don't try to go do something he hadn't already done for you. That's why you must stay submitted to him. You can't just go take faith. Oh, I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to claim that and I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what I want. That's not faith victory. Faith victory is I surrender myself to Jesus. Not my will be done, but your will be done in my life. Lord, what are you inviting me to believe you for? Lord, what are you inviting me to do? What are you doing in me? What's the next step? What's the next battle? What's my first down on my way to my touchdown that you have ordained for my life? I'm not asking you to do something that you have not already done. I'm finding out what you've done for me, and I'm saying, this is so cool, I didn't plan it, just do it. If somebody's next to you didn't get that, take them out to lunch and explain it to them later. So it's submitted to him walking in this, in this victory. So Romans 8, look at Romans 8. Open your Bible to Romans 8. I want to show you something as we unpack this thing. Man, this, this Lord willing, next week I'll talk about from victory, your, your, your victory is going to be tested in the testing of your faith. Hopefully, Lord willing, that's what I'll be able to do. But Romans 8, and looking in verse 31. The whole chapter is really, really good. But Romans 8, verse 31. When you got it, say got it. What shall we say then to these things? And notice that. Circle the word say in that. Notice, notice. You, there's a response. What shall we say? Well, we'll talk about that. We should have a response. What should we say? To these things. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who died, or he who did not spare his only son, but delivered him up for all of us, how shall he how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So the person at the place did the thing. Who shall bring a charge uh, against God's elect? 
Is it not God who justifies? Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died and furthermore is also risen? Who is even at the right hand of God and who also makes intercession for us? I got to stop right there. Oh, I got to stop right there. Listen, the person went to the place and did the thing. And because the person went to the place and did the thing and did Nike and had victory over death, hell, and the grave, over the curse, over all that the enemy had planned. There, there we go. See? Y'all, this is easy to do, y'all. This is very easy to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, that kind of stuff is why some people come to Faith Center and why some people don't. Right there is it. So, but here's the thing you need to see. So he went, the person went to the place and did the thing. Got the victory. He has victory. And so now, what shall we say in response to this? And because now it's like, oh, God, he, I got this sickness attacking my body or the situation coming in or, or whatever that's happening. And we look at the situation and we forget what he did. When we look at what he did, and then not only what he did, he's also interceding for us. So he's praying into the overflow and the activating of what he did to be a reality in our life, that his reality would be our reality. So that's what happens when somebody gets born again. Jesus died for them to be born again, that their sins would be forgiven, but they, had, they don't know that Jesus died for them until they believe and, 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 and surrender their life to Jesus and call on the name of the Lord. So Jesus... Jesus is interceding for the lost that the victory that he won for them would be applied to their life, activated in their life. So he's praying that the victory unfolds because he's the person that went to the place and did the thing. So that that the thing he did could be activated in your person and in every place that you go. That you could walk in victory, but what, what I want you to see is when we hit turmoil or we hit something that comes against us, we begin to question his reality and his promise and his will, and we make a false doctrine that justifies and make it, it explains away or makes it more comfortable to deal with the situation that we're dealing with, and we live on a lower level instead of walking by faith and standing and saying, no, 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 this is what he said, this is what he did, that's what I'm believing. I don't care what's happening to me. I'll walk by faith, not by... Doesn't matter what's happening to me. Doesn't matter. I'm not not changing. And so here's the thing I want you to see. He's interceding based on what he's done. That his reality would be your reality. He's praying for you. That's what... He's interceding for you in that. Good Lord. Um, What verse was that interesting for us verse 35 who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation distress persecution famine nakedness or peril or sword as it is written this is quoting Psalms 44 for your sake we are killed all day long we are account we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter yet whoo that's a big old yet Yet in all these things, in all what things? 
tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. And all these things, we are, not we will be, not we were, not we will be, we are. More than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, that word persuaded is a faith word, y'all. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, no, uh, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that phrase on your notes at the bottom, that phrase, more than conquerors, that phrase in English is three words. That phrase in Greek is one word. And that word is the, is the, the Strong's number, 5245, but it's hooper nikeo. And I like saying it super nikeo. So it's nikeo, it's the victory, but it's that victory amplified. So more than conquerors is like not just nikeo, but nikeo on another level. Nikeo jacked up in a good way. And so it means, that word means completely, exceedingly, and overwhelmingly victorious. We didn't win at a last second shot. We blew him out the gym through Jesus. To gain a surpassing victory and a super conqueror. You know, that's what we are in Christ. He is the super conqueror. And because of his conquer, we are super conquerors. That's what, this, that's, what, that's what the victory of faith is about. Any victory you will ever receive or experience in the kingdom of heaven, you will only receive it by faith. You will, there's no other way to receive it. You will only receive it by faith. So if you flip over on your page and, and look at how does the victory of faith operate, the first thing is the word of faith. Now, we talked about this for a second, but I want you to see this in Romans chapter 10. You just make a little right to Romans 10. Danny talked about this a few weeks ago, and I talked about it, but it's the word of faith. But what I want you to know is Romans 10, 6 and 10, and this is me repeating myself so you'll get it, is, is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 30. So it's all right there in the scriptures. And, and what it says in Romans 10 verse 6, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say. Notice the saying part all through these. Do not say. Do not say. Do not say. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. So, so, so hang on a second. In Deuteronomy 30, if you go read that, what you'll see is is. Through the Holy Spirit, God was speaking through Moses to the people as they're trying to go into the promised land. And he's telling them, do not say who's going to go up into heaven and bring basically what he's saying is bring the victory to us. Don't don't say it. it, it it's like don't. It's kind of like this. If you were to take that same concept, and this is not what the Bible says, but if you take that same concept and overlay it to the story of David and Goliath. This might help, you, help it make sense for you. Do not say who's going to go whoop Goliath. Do not say who is going to go whoop Goliath so we can move forward. 
do not say that because the implication is Jesus already went and knocked off Goliath's head. You still worry about Goliath when Jesus already has the victory. That's what the word of faith is. It's not wishful thinking, oh, I want this and God's my genie, I want that. I want, no, I want everything he died to give me. I want to do everything he died to do through me. And if you let a religious mindset and stinking thinking in the church cause you to live in a comfortable area below the reality of what Christ has for you, then you're not releasing victory. You're not releasing victory in the middle of your battle or victory in the middle of your struggle. And look at what it says. We'll just go down verse 8. What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That, the word, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Guys, that's how the kingdom of God operates. Not just to get saved, but to live saved. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth through faith the victory that he accomplished for you. And I don't care if it's, if it's victory over sin for salvation or if it's victory over sickness and disease, if it's victory over poverty, if it's victory over whatever it is, whatever it is. If he's been victorious over it, that victory is for you. But you're going to have to take action by faith to get the victory he gave you. You can agree with him or you can agree with your circumstances. So what I want to show you on your notes is is that the first thing is heart agreement. Heart agreement is believing. Mouth agreement is confessing. So your heart is in agreement with God and your victorious champion or your heart is in agreement with what you see. Your heart is in agreement with what you feel. Your heart is in agreement with what somebody else says. The question is, what is your heart in agreement with? The sin or the Savior? The sickness or the healer? What is your heart in agreement with? What they are saying or doing? What you are saying and doing? Or what he has said and done. That's what it means to walk by faith. You being active in getting the victory Jesus already gave you. Oh my gosh. It's just incredible stuff. So the second thing is the spirit of faith. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to go through this. So look in 2 Corinthians 5. I hope y'all are still good me to unpack this a little bit. If you get done before I do, have fun at Cracker Barrel. 2 Corinthians 4. I'm going to try to just read this and then, and then not interrupt myself in it. 2 Corinthians 4. Lord, help, help our pastor. Start in verse 7. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Look at this. Some of y- most of y'all should know this. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence um, of the power may be of God and not of us. So God is the treasure, we are the earthen vessel. 
We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the, in the body, in the body, in the body, the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ. That the life of Jesus, which is in our spirit, also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Let me read that a slightly different way so you get it. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. That the victory of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal body. So then death is working in us but life or victory in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, that's the second thing. The first one is word of faith, and this is the spirit of faith. According to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believed, and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus uh, will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you, for all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Look at this, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction. Can you imagine what Paul went through? Calling it a light affliction? You imagine if he came today and and we're in depression because somebody didn't like one of our posts? Good Lord. This light affliction, which is for a moment is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen is eternal. Here's your pop quiz. Is the victory Jesus is the victory that Jesus has already accomplished for you is that victory temporary or eternal so why do we let temporary things rob us of victory why do we let temporary things lead us to defeat defeated in our minds defeated in our emotions defeated in our lives because we don't really walk by faith some of us walk by hope i hope this changes I hope they change. I hope this changes. I hope that changes. Hope is a good thing, but it must be activated by faith. You got to get your victory. You, you have to get your victory. As long as it's the victory that Jesus died to give you. And so as you look at the bottom of this, you see the heart agreement, which means I believe. And the mouth agreement, I speak. And worship team, y'all can go ahead and come on up. Heart agreement, I believe. Mouth agreement, I speak. That's the action. How does it operate? By what you believe and what you, what you say. What you say to yourself, what you say to other people. What you say to God, what you say, what you say to God in praise. That's why worship time is so important. Worship time, especially even after the word, is so important because you should be declaring the word of the Lord back to the Lord in praise. But coming through you, it found agreement Like, Lord, I agree, so victory in Jesus' name. 
You're saying what God has already said. You're saying, giving thanksgiving and praise to what God has already done. So I believe and therefore I speak. And so notice how this thing works. You have to let faith have the final word. It's not a lack of faith to talk about a difficult reality in your life. There's some camps that will tell you, oh, you can't say anything negative. No, it's not a lack of faith to talk about your struggle. It's not a lack of faith to talk about your battle. But it is a lack of faith to let your battle or your struggle have the final word. Never let your flesh have the final word. Always let faith have the final word. And here's what that looks like, modeled by the Apostle Paul. We are hard-pressed on every side, and that's true. That's a reality. Yet not crushed. Yet not crushed. We are perplexed. That's a difficult reality, but not in despair. Faith has the final word. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. And why are they not forsaken? Because Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So if you ever feel forsaken, it's a lie. And if you come into agreement with the feeling of being forsaken, you will will magnify the lie and minimize the truth. And that will be your temporary reality because you're not in agreement with your eternal reality. We are persecuted but not forsaken. We are struck down but not destroyed. We have to be people that walk by faith. We have to be people that understand that that the Lord has given us a victory and is unleashing that victory in our life. And you need to get an appetite and a passion to take responsibility for you and for your family. That I'm going to get the victory that Jesus has won for me, for my family, for my business, for my community, for my church. I'm going to get the victory that Jesus has won for me. It's that simple. Some of you might be struggling with addiction. The battle's already won. So if you try to win a battle in your strength that's already been won, you're going to lose. It's already won. What needs to happen is a complete surrender to Jesus the King. Some of you, some of you right now, if you were to die right now, you're, you're not 100% certain you would, you would go to heaven. Maybe, maybe you've never believed that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. Those are the two requirements to be saved. Do you believe Jesus is the Lord? Do you believe that God raised him from the dead? We read the scripture this morning. And if you do, you believe that in your heart. You confess that with your mouth. And when you do that, you get saved. When you get saved, the king comes to live inside of your spirit. And when you are born, you're born again. And then those who are born of God have overcome the world. So you are now going to begin to overcome everything in this world that was overcoming you because the overcomer now lives inside of you. And he has given you a victory that you will unpack in different seasons of your life. But you are unpacking a victory that's already yours. But if you don't believe you have it, then you'll fumble in your first fight. Man, there's something to that. 
And I and y'all call me weird. I don't. I, there's something about over here. I'm telling you, it's something about. I don't. I don't. I'm not even gonna look y'all's way. You have fumbled in multiple fights. And you think the problem is your skill. The problem is not your skill. So you believe you're a failure because you keep fumbling. But it's not a failure of skill. It's a failure of faith. It's not that you're not good enough. Jesus already pre-calculated that. It's you don't believe he's able. And the victory in your life will begin to unfold when your heart, when you believe with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, that Jesus has won the victory of the battle I'm currently facing. And I'm putting my faith in him. I agree with him. I don't agree with what I see. I don't agree with what I feel. I don't agree with what they say. I don't agree with all that I've done. I agree with what he's done. And I put his word in my mouth. In my mouth, I put his word in my heart. And I have heart agreement. I have mouth agreement. And I have action agreement, which is obedience. I'm telling you, that is specifically, everybody could get some of that, but that's specifically, I don't know if it's upstairs or downstairs. I just really sense it. I also sense over here, too, that there's a teenager. I'm not even looking. I don't even, a teenager that you've been listening more than you've ever listened. You've been listening. And there are battles you are facing right now that are overwhelming to you, and you just got your key, and you know it. We are victorious because he is victorious. There is not a battle you face that he's not stronger. So as we worship him, we need to celebrate that. We need to remind ourselves. We need to remind one another about that. That we weep with those who weep, who are going through a battle. We understand it, it stinks to be, to be pressed down. But remember, in your pressing down, you're not crushed. It's, it's a hard place to be perplexed. I understand what it's like to be perplexed. I'm, I can stand with you and weep with you and, and, and understand being perplexed or being persecuted is hard. But you are not forsaken and you are not abandoned. So faith does not ignore the difficult reality. It overcomes it. So prayer team, come on up here. If you're here and you're like, man, I, have, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to surrender my life to Jesus. You need to come talk to one of these people and say, I need to stop running from God. I need to give my life to Jesus. If you're in a battle or you're in a struggle and you want some faith agreement of somebody to come alongside of you and say, man, I know you're in this battle. I know you're in this. I understand what it's like to be in that battle. I understand what it's like to be human. But now, let's get our faith and our agreement on the victory, not the battle. And then if you feel like somebody's highlighted to you, you need to go pray for them. You need to go do so. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we come to worship you. We come to magnify you. We come to lift up a voice of victory, God. 
that you are the champion, God, that you are stronger, God, that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, that we walk by faith and not by sight, that faith will have the final word in our life, God. And in the temporary moments of battle and persecution and questioning and even confusion, God, we will not forget that you are the champion and the eternal victory you have given us will continue to unfold in these temporary situations. We honor you, God. We magnify you, God. We bless your holy name, God. On the battlefield, we say you are victorious. We have victory in the name of Jesus. We bless you, we honor you, and we magnify you. Y'all, let's worship the Lord. If you need prayer for any reason, come. Come receive prayer. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.